This is Think Out Loud on OPB. I'm Dave Miller. Two years ago, we talked with a Portland photographer, Ivan McClellan. He had been traveling the country since 2015 to document black rodeo culture and reframe a Western mythology that had been whitewashed. Now he's not just documenting that culture, he is creating it. He's putting on the inaugural Eight Seconds Juneteenth Rodeo this Saturday at the Portland Expo Center. Ivan McClellan joins us once again, along with one of the people who's going to be on hand. Jadea Kirsch was crowned the first black rodeo queen in Arkansas in 2017. It's great to have both of you on the show. Yeah, hey, how's it going? Good to see you. Good. It's great to see you. Um, Ivan first. So as I mentioned, you joined us in 2021 to talk about this year's long photography project. Can you remind us what you saw when you went to your first black rodeo event in Oklahoma? Yeah, I really didn't know what to expect. Uh, I had heard about it uh, from a, a videographer friend of mine, and he said, hey, come on down and check it out. And I got out of my car. It was 105 degrees. There were big old grasshoppers jumping on me. There was barbecue smoke in the air. There was uh, R&B and gospel and and hip-hop mingling in the air. And there were 2,000 black cowboys there riding around on their horses, you know, interacting with each other. It was a family reunion type atmosphere. And everybody was just having a good time and and dancing and eating turkey legs. And uh, then there was a rodeo. And it was some of the most amazing sport that I'd ever seen. I had been to rodeos before, but I'd never seen people rodeo with so much style and, and I'd never seen such a hype crowd. And it was just something that really connected with me. And I kept going back year after year. Is it fair to say that that day changed your life? I think so. I didn't, I didn't realize it at the time, but, um, looking back on it, yeah, it was, it was a, it was a big old L turn in my life. You know? What did you learn as you just dove deeper into that culture? You know, I, I learned about a lot about myself. I learned uh, that I really connect with these folks. I really connect with their passion for animals. I really connect with their, their love of the sport and love of everything West. Um, that's something that I didn't know. I'm wearing boots and a cowboy hat today. and I felt bad. You, you came in with a beautiful cream-colored cowboy hat, which we made you take off so you could actually hear Jadea in your headphones. Yeah. It wouldn't, you couldn't have put your headphones on with that big hat. Yeah, no, they wouldn't have fit over but the But you wouldn't have worn that hat before you started this project? Absolutely not. I would have thought, oh, that's for cowboys, and I'm not a cowboy. And, you know, I think things, things can change pretty quickly in your life. I'm not a cowboy. I mean, would you, would, would you also have said... I can't be a cowboy because I'm black. I would say I, I would have thought that. Yeah, I would have thought that for, for a long time. I thought that cowboys were what I had seen in films. Hmm. And I hadn't run into a lot of, a lot of black cowboys, or at least I didn't identify them that way. I would see black guys wearing hats, and I would see black guys wearing boots. And I just thought, oh, you just got you know your own swagger, your own style. But I never thought that they were cowboys until I really got into the culture. Hmm. Judea, what about you? My understanding is that your family, you didn't own horses and you didn't, say, grow up on a ranch. When was the first time that you were on a horse? Yeah, so um, I I agree with Ivan. I thought the same thing for so long. I first started riding horses when I was six through horse therapy, um, and I started competitive rodeoing, but I was a part of the PRCA rodeo. So I was a part of the Professional Cowboys Rodeo Association which means I didn't know anything about the 
Black Rodeo Association, and I'm from Arkansas. And so, I mean, I was a part of a drill team with 19 girls, and I was the only black girl. And for a long time, I was like, oh, my goodness, I'm like one of the only black girls I know. Like, is there any of us out there? I did I did for a long time. I was like, dang, I can't be the only black person out here riding horses. Hmm. But yeah, it's just because they lack the representation, like the the white rodeos, they get the attention, you know, the brands that sponsor them. And that's what I've worked a lot on is making sure that we get that same representation. So you, you noted that you first got on a horse when you were six as, as part of, of therapy. What made you stick with it? What what did it feel like to be on a horse? Oh, it, it became freedom for me. I always say that my my horse, my therapist, she set me in a saddle one day and she handed me the reins to my freedom. And I've been riding horses ever since. Um, it's like flying. It's just, it's a all around amazing experience. I mean, I haven't been able to play a sport or do anything that amounts to being horseback. Hmm. When did you start competing? Um, when I was 13 is when I first started Pony Express racing and we won the first competition I was ever in. And then I continued to drill team for, from the age of 15 up until high school graduation. Hmm. Um, I've heard you say that it was bittersweet to realize that you were the first black rodeo queen in Arkansas. What do you mean by that? Um, I, Whenever I first found out, I was like 19. Um, I was a freshman in college. And at that point, you know, the same arena that I found my love for the sport in was the same arena that I lost it in. And so I'd sold everything. I mean, I was like, I quit. I'm not going to ever do that stuff ever again. And then once I freshman year of college, I got to to college and I was one day Essence Magazine had contacted me and they were like, hey, we're looking for black rodeo queens. And we like found you and this other girl. But we see you were crowned in 2017. And um, they were like, you're one of the first black rodeo queens we've been able to find. And we there's no history about it. And I was like. I was like, wow, that's when I realized you can't quit who you are. I was like, I have so much work to do. Like, I'm one of the first black rodeo queens. No way. So I was like, I made it my mission. You know, it become like I have to make sure that we're all represented. And I guess I just it woke that up in me. Why had you stopped? Um, I went through a lot of racism being on the old Fort Days dandies. Uh, like I said, I was the only black girl of 19 and um it was a. It, I went through a lot of things. I was called, you know, uh, derogatory racial names and things like that. So it really pushed me away from the sport. Um, I loved horses, but once I got to college and I wasn't on the team anymore, I was like, uh, if you know, that's what I have to go through to be a part of it. I didn't want to be a part of it anymore. Hmm. If you're just tuning in, I'm talking right now with Judea Kirsch, who was crowned Arkansas's first black rodeo queen in 2017. She's going to be on hand for the first ever eight seconds Juneteenth rodeo uh, created by the photographer Ivan McClellan. It is going to be this Saturday uh, evening, uh, afternoon and evening at the Portland Expo Center. Ivan, when did you meet Judea? Uh, I met Judea... Uh, in person, I met her for the first time at that first rodeo that I had been to. Hmm. Not that year, but but the Okmulgee uh, rodeo, the Roy LeBlanc Invitational. I met her met her there for the first time, I believe. Is that right, Judea? Yeah. Well, well, what it was is you after you went to Okmulgee, you came down and did a, a photo shoot of me. Yeah. Flight back. Yeah. Okmulgee, you rode a Bronco, so she rode a Bronco that year. Oh, yeah. 
and, I and, forgot about that. Yeah, yeah you, you forgot. I remember it very vividly. Why do you remember it? Because she's she's like one of the only women that's ever rode a Bronco. You know, she just got on it and rode for for four or five seconds. You know, the crowd went nuts. Uh, it was it was incredible to see. You know, most mostly men ride Broncos, and she she just said, "Hey, I'm going to try it," and she got in there, put her saddle on, and and rode. Uh, and then and then we took some pictures afterwards and and hung out and and became friends over the next couple of days. Hmm. I should mention um, that uh, one of Ivan's portraits of Judea is on our site, opb.org slash thinkoutloud, along with a link to Saturday's rodeo. Ivan, how did you go from documenting this culture to to creating it, to putting on a new rodeo? You know, as I as I had been going about, I've been doing it for eight years, um, going around, leaning on fences, running away from bulls, taking pictures of of this culture that I love. And I just kept learning. You know, I would talk to other rodeo managers, rodeo bosses and and just learn how they did it. And that was from black rodeos to professional bull riding events to professional uh professional rodeos here in Oregon I just would would learn and gather information and I started to get the idea that I wanted to do my own rodeo about 2 years ago and I had talked to some people about what does it take to to actually execute it and started to get a lot of tips um what were some of the things you heard? Because, I mean, we were just hearing, you know, before this from, from Steve Schultz from Cycle Oregon about, you know, what it takes to put on um, the, uh, a cycling event that goes from city to city. You're talking about bringing in people from, I, I think, all around the country yeah. um, in, in, a, in a big venue. Yeah. Have you ever done anything of this scale before? Not at all. Like I've thrown like a birthday party. It's <laughs> probably the closest thing that I've done. Wow. This is really different than a birthday party. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it's, it's a celebration and it's, it's a moment in joy. Uh, some, some of the things that I learned were, you know, how to, how to recruit athletes and how to get them to come to your event. You know, I knew that if I was going to do a rodeo here in Oregon, I was going to have to pay a lot in prize money to get people to come all the way across the Rockies with their horse trailer and, and families, you know, to compete. So we're doing. So step one is you have to raise money to attract uh people that the audience would actually want to see yeah you got to raise a lot of money you know for prize money you know dirt lighting all the stuff that it it takes to to put this on so we and i had good relationships with brands so we brought in the sponsors first was the first thing we did uh then i knew you know we had to have a good date a sticky date that people were available uh that fans would would want to come out a, a meaningful date and so that's why we chose juneteenth um you know, being in a place where there's a big black community was something that a lot of people said. So I initially thought, well, we're going to do it in Kansas City, where I'm from. But as I as I thought about it and talked to it more with with my main partner in this, Vince Jones Dixon, who's a city councilor in Gresham, it started to make a lot of sense to do it right here in Portland. We were like, it's not a big community, but it's a thriving community and it's a hungry community. And I think if we do an event like this, it'll it'll go. What kind of conversations have you had with black friends who maybe unlike you are less familiar with um, a rodeo tradition? What what, I'm just curious what you've said to try to spread the word and, and to build an audience. Yeah. um, You know, I I think one of the first people that I talked to, I I said, we're doing a black rodeo in Oregon. And he said, man, that's awesome. What's a rodeo? <laughs> you know, so I was like, wow, I've got Those a lot of Those two together is, is great. I mean, the first thing is 
is I don't know what that is. I'm not interested. The first thing is that's awesome, and then the second is what is it? Yeah, yeah. So we we had to do we had to do a little bit of work, a little bit of work in explaining what we're doing and why it's important. But for the most part, people were just like curious. I think the eight seconds project has done a done a good job at kind of spreading the message of Black Cowboys and explaining what this event is, and pe- people know a little bit about the culture and are curious about it. And just the opportunity to do it in your hometown just kind of sold itself. We didn't really do a lot of marketing. We didn't have to push that hard. Hmm. Judea, what's it like for you to to be a part of rodeos these days, once again, after you've sort of come back from from stepping away from them? Um, it's been, for me, it's been really rewarding. Um, I really don't have to... I feel like compete again or win another title. I've been able to do so much just being recognized as Arkansas's first black rodeo queen. And so with the platform, I've been able to really push and make sure that we are represented and, you know, um, that we have the same, you know, opportunities as our other brothers and sisters in the Western industry that don't look like us. And so I kind of made that my mission and I get to, you know, go to rodeos like, like Ivan's rodeo and, you know, just continue to watch the amazing Cowboys that come out and compete and, you know, cheer them on and just enjoy the atmosphere. Like he said, going to, and I have, as I've gotten older, been able to travel to more black rodeos and it does, it feels like a cookout. It's, it's just amazing to be able to go and support people that, you know, have become family just so quickly, just off of, you know, social media and building our platforms to really push black cowboys and cowgirls and and push you know us to the forefront like hey we're out here we're out here doing you know the same thing we just don't have the same you know opportunities Hmm. um ivan you're gonna have music from dj og1 who's probably most well known for blazers games for at the moda center do you have a sense for what he's gonna play He's got a, you know, he asked me, what do they play at rodeos down south? And I was like, oh, you can play a little bit of, you know, Breland. You can play some trail ride blues. You can play some Zydeco. You can play a, a lot of different music. But that's not the culture here. We don't listen to Zydeco, you know, and the people, people don't Zydeco dance. That's not Portland. why you asked him to take part in this. No, no. I wanted him to bring of create an environment that Portlanders felt comfortable in. And I wanted him to bring that energy that he brings to the, to the Blazers games and, and play, play stuff that's familiar here. We're going to sprinkle in a little bit of, you know, trap country and, and some of the stuff that, that gets uh, rodeo crowds excited. But for the most part, we're going to build a culture here in Portland, a rodeo culture that fits into this area. You're calling this, um, the inaugural, eight seconds Juneteenth rodeo does that mean that the plan is this is just this is the the first annual rodeo yeah I was told by uh, a friend John Goodwin uh, from the Portland Art Museum that you can't say first annual because it's it's not annual yet because it hasn't happened more than once so but that is your hope and your plan that this is going to be a new tradition my 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 vision is that i'll get better at it i'm learning a lot you know the the cowboys are correcting me where i'm wrong and and that i'll be doing this you know 10 years later and be really really good at it and really really known for it you know we're doing a rodeo scholarship this year and we're gonna get five kids six weeks of horse riding lessons and i'm hoping that in those 10 years we'll have cowboys from Portland competing in the rodeo. Hmm. 
Ivan McClellan and Judea Kirsch, thanks very much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Ivan McClellan is a photographer and the creator of the first eight seconds Juneteenth rodeo. Judea Kirsch is going to be there. She is Arkansas's first black rodeo queen. She was crowned in 2017. Our production staff includes Elizabeth Castillo, Roli Hernandez, Gemma DiCarlo, senior producer Allison Frost, and managing producer Shiraz Sadiq. Nalene Silva engineers the show. Our technical director is Stephen Cray, and our executive producer is Sage Van Wing. Tomorrow on the show, the Supreme Court just ruled to uphold the Indian Child Welfare Act. We're going to hear from the executive director of the Portland-based National Indian Child Welfare Association about the impact this 45-year-old law has had and what the this ruling could mean for indigenous children going forward. Thanks very much for tuning in to Think Out Loud on OPB and KLCC. I'm Dave Miller. We'll be back tomorrow. Think Out Loud is supported by Stephen Jan Oliva, the Rose E. Tucker Charitable Trust, Ray and Marilyn Johnson, and the Susan Hammer Fund of the Oregon Community Foundation. Thank you.